to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy this program, please consider subscribing to our podcast for just $5 a month at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Tuesdays, it's the precursor to the I Love Lucy show, starring Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. This episode originally aired on October 9th, 1948, and it's called Young Matrons League Play. Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Oh, Mrs. Pugat. Um, pardon me, Mrs. Pugat. What'd you say? Wait a minute, Katie, I got this cotton out of my ears. Why, Mrs. Cougat, after all these years, haven't you gotten used to Mr. Cougat singing? No, and I guess I never will. But the neighbors seem to be getting used to it. They haven't sent the police over in a long time. (laughs) Remember the time they sent the police? They thought he was scalding to death. (laughs) Yes, and remember the time he was scalding to death and we wondered why we couldn't recognize the tune? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess he's been in there long enough. Turn the cold water on in the kitchen. All right. You know, since you've discovered that turning on the cold water in the kitchen made the water in the shower turn hot, everything works like clockwork. It does? Absolutely. I just put the eggs on the stove, turn on the cold water, and it gets down here just in time for two four-minute eggs. (laughs) If he ever finds out, he'll murder us. Oh, and speaking of murder, tonight's the night for the Matron's League play. If he discovers I'm playing the lead, you'll be housekeeper for the widower, Cougat. Don't worry, Mrs. Cougat. I have your costume hidden in my closet. And if he happens to see it, I'll say it's mine. Do you think he might wonder why you would dress up in a medieval costume as Lady Alice? Oh, I can explain that, all right. But I hope he doesn't ask me why I need that bustle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't be silly, Katie. You have a very nice figure. We all have a little flesh here and there. Yes, but on me, here runs right into there without stopping. <laughs> oh, that's nonsense. I'll get it. Hello? Hello, uh, Mrs. Cougat? Yes? Uh, this is Mrs. Worthingill, the director of the Young Matron's League Play. Oh. Uh, I never could have guessed who it was. Oh, I trust that you have been practicing your enunciation and your articulation. 
Oh, definitely. I have been practicing diligently and regularly. Good. I am happy to hear that you are speaking with a more natural quality. Thank you. <laughs> and the purpose of my call is to tell you about your costume city. Mm-hmm. Adrian will be at your house at 10 o'clock sharp this morning. Adrian? Yes. Adrian Lahoya. Oh. Our customer. Oh, well, 10 o'clock should be fine. My husband will have left for the bank long before that. Uh, splendid. I'll see you tonight. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. I mean, goodbye. <laughs> Hello, Mandel. Uh, good morning, honey. Oh, good morning, George. Why, George Cougar, look at your clothes. You have on a T-shirt and slacks. Are you going to the bank that way? Oh, didn't I tell you, dear? Mr. Atterbury closed the bank today in memory of one of our depositors. Oh, did he die? Yes, poor fellow. Some stupid employee put fresh points in the pen holders and he dropped dead from the shock. <laughs> George Cougat, you're kidding me. The bank is closed and I'm going to stay home all day with you. Oh, no. What do you mean, oh, no? I, I mean, it sounds too good to be true. Oh, but I wouldn't think of depriving you of your holiday, George. You run along and enjoy yourself. Maybe I better stay home and help you. I don't want you to. Are you sick, Liz? Sick? Yes. Yes, that's it. You make me sick. Huh? What? I mean, I don't feel well. Look at my tongue. Blech. Oh. There's a coat I.J. Fox would be proud of. I'll, I'll call a doctor. No, no, just leave now. I'll be all right. Liz, it's 20 to 10. If you're not better by 10 o'clock, I'm going to call the doctor. If you're still here at 10 o'clock, I'll need a doctor. <laughs> Liz, what's going on around here? Well, George, I'm expecting... Expecting? <laughs> Liz, wh- why didn't you tell me? Oh, no, no, it isn't what you think, George. It's not going to be a baby. It's not? No, not just... <laughs> Just forget everything I said. I'll get over it. Well, how can you get over it? Penicillin. They do wonders with it. <laughs> oh, that settles it. I- I'm going to stay home and take care of you. George, baby. I'll only be more nervous if you stay around. Now, now go out and enjoy yourself. Play golf. It'll make me feel better. Well, I'll go on one condition. That you promise me you'll call the doctor. I promise. It- it's just a case of nerves, dear. Well, all right. Goodbye. Don't forget your clubs. They're in the hall closet. No, they're not. They're a... <laughs> well, I put them out the front door when I came down this morning. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye, dear. Goodbye. Yes? Lady Alice, I'd know you any place. Now, wait a minute, King Arthur. My name is not Alice, and I'm no lady. Uh, I mean, I'm the maid. Lady Alice is in the other room putting on her costume. Show me to her, peasant. This way. The costumer is here, Mrs. Cougar. Lady Alice, I'd know you any place. Where are you? Petticoats does this costume have? I've already put on 12. 15 petticoats, Miss Cougar. Oh. From the outside one to the iron curtain. 
<laughs> and underneath, a pair of knee-length ruffled pants. I feel like a lamb chop. Please walk out here and let me see how it looks. Yes. Oh, yes. I'll have to take up the ham a little. Mm -hmm. And the bustle is much too big. Uh, take it off. It is off. <laughs> Oh, well, put it up. And uh, we'll take a look how the whole costume fits, huh? Eh? Not too bad. Oh, dear. Oh. What's the matter, Miss Cougar? My husband, he's just pulling into the driveway. Quick, give me my bathrobe. I'll cover up this costume and try to get rid of him. Now, you wait, you wait. Hello, Liz. How are you? George, I thought you were playing golf. Oh, how can I play golf when you're sick? Oh, I'm feeling fine now. Liz, look at you. You're sicker than you think. What do you mean? You're all swollen from the waist down. No. Yes. Turn around. Oh. Oh, you're in awful shape. Oh, Dad, I forgot to take it off. What? Oh, and, and whose taxi was that waiting out in front? Is the doctor here? Well, I guess so. Oh, what are you trying to keep from me? Tell me, dear. I can take it. Nothing. Then, then I'll get it from the doctor. He'll tell me. George, don't go in there. <laughs> Mr. Kugan. Yes, tell me, what's wrong with my wife? Oh, nothing. It's not as bad as it looks. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All I have to do is to take a few inches off her hips and tighten the droop in her back. <laughs> Poor little wife. Yes, you see, her peplum is dragging. <laughs> no. Oh, now, don't worry, George. He knows what he's doing. Well... Where are you going to take her? Oh, no place. Not not even to your office? Oh, no, it's too busy. So many people cutting and stitching all over the place. <laughs> We're going to do it right here. Uh, tell me, Mr. Kugat, have you got any old razor blades? No, you can't do it. Now, it's all right, George. He'll just pin it up here. Pin it up? Yes, then later he'll put it on the machine. It makes a much stronger stitch. It does? Oh, I should say so. Sew it up by hand, and the minute she sits down, the whole thing will split wide open. <laughs> Liz, are you sure this guy knows what he's doing? Certainly. Why, he just got through working on Alice's term. Oh, uh, what did he do for Alice? He lowered her neckline and gave her a belt in the back. <laughs> Send him away, Liz. I'll get Dr. Michelle to take a look at you. No, no, no. Just run along, dear. I'll handle this. I demand to know everything you plan to do with my wife. What do you get so excited about? I'm just going to give her a little more room in the hip. I'll just rip out a little on each side. <laughs> I absolutely forbid it. It's all right, George. He's going to put in a zipper. <laughs> I forbid you to lay a hand on my wife. Now, you stay here, dear. I'll, I'll go get Dr. Michelle and bring him right over. And get this quack out of here. George, come Oh, where'd I leave the car? Pardon me, but did you just come out of that house? Yes, I did. Is the dressmaker finished yet? There's no dressmaker in there. But I brought him here in my cab. Mr. La Jolla, the costumer. Oh, costume? I thought he was a doctor. Oh, no. 
He's fitting all the costumes for the Young Matron's League play tonight. Oh, now I get it. She's going to be in the play. So she thinks she's going to put something over on me. Ha! My wife thought she was putting something over on me, too. Every Monday night she was having a romantic rendezvous with some guy at the laundromat. But I fixed him good and plenty. Hmm. What did you do? I bought her a Bendix. That was pretty smart. Yes. Now I don't know where she goes on Monday night. <laughs> you know, this isn't Liz's fault as much as it is that Mrs. Worthingill. It isn't? No, and I'm going to go down and give her a piece of my mind. Got. Guess who's in the living room? George with a doctor? No. George with a revolver? No. I'll give you a hint. He's got blonde hair. He wears a bow tie. And when I walk by him, <laughs> he chubbied my cheek. Corey <laughs> Cartwright. And is he slipping? I'll go in and see him. Hi, Corey. Hello, Liz, dear. Corey, I'm glad you're here. I have a problem of my own. George found out about the play? No, no, but I had to pretend I was sick to get him out of the house while I was getting my costume fitted, and now he's going to get Dr. Michelle. Well, a good checkup won't hurt you. Corey, will you find George and head him off? Tell him I'm feeling all right again. All right. Uh, tell me about your costume, Liz. Is it real scanty with very little there and practically nothing here? My costume has 15 petticoats and knee-length pantaloons. Oh, I'm saving you a seat in the front row. What for? See you later, Liz. Beatrice? Yes, Miss Worthingill? Oh, the most dreadful thing has happened. Roddy Rogers just called and says he can't be in the play. Laryngitis. But that wasn't a very large part. He only had one scene in the first act. Oh, yes, but it was so important. Oh, where can we find another man? Oh, there you are. I want to tell you a thing or two. My wife is not going to be in this play tonight, and I told you that. Stop! Stop! Don't stand there in the door. Come in, Mr. Barrymore. Barrymore? (laughs) My name isn't Barrymore. Oh, of course. How silly of me. I was carried away. That profile, that noble carriage, that resonant voice. Oh. Really? (laughs) Don't move. Let me drink this in. That wavy blonde hair, those white teeth, those flaring nostrils. Oh, you're gorgeous. (laughs) Now, please. Oh, absolutely gorgeous. What did you say your name was? Uh, Cougat. George Cougat. Of course, gorgeous George. <laughs> oh, Mister Cougar, you saved my life. One of my actors had that injitis. I was utterly devastated, and then you walked in the door. You will play the part. Oh, this this is ridiculous. I haven't been in a play since I was in college. Oh, you won't have many lines. Just one scene in which you, as Sir Edward, make passionate love to beautiful Lady Alice. Oh, really? That, that sounds like fun. Yes. You kiss Lady Alice and hold her in your arms. <laughs> you know, this may be a great idea. 
<laughs> I'd like to see my wife's face when I play those love scenes. <laughs> you will. She's Lady Alice. Oh, this is wonderful. I'll take the part, Miss Gill, on one condition, that my wife mustn't know anything about it until she meets me on the stage. Agreed. Uh, now you must rush to see Mr. La Jolla and get fitted for your costume. <laughs> you know why I'm glad you took the part, Mr. Cougar. Hmm. Because of your cute dimples, you have one on each cheek. Yes, and I, I have two more on my knees. It's a match set. <laughs> Where have you been, George? I looked everywhere for you. I wanted to tell you, Liz is feeling better. Skip it. I found out about the play. You did? Yes, and I'm going to get even with it. Listen, she doesn't know it, but I'm going to play a part in the play. You? Yeah. Who are you trying to get even with, Liz or the audience? Very funny. Say, here's the costumer shop. Come on in with me, Okay. Will you? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Oh, Mr. Kogat. Miss Vordingill called me about you being in the play. Here is your costume. This? This is the underwear. Now, where's the costume? This is the costume. A pair of tights. Tights? They're just long underwear without the escape hatch in the back. <laughs> That's pretty corny even from you. I can't wear these. George is allergic to tights. He was doing a quick change on the stage in college once, and when he called for his tights, they thought he said light. <laughs> Or are you worried about your figure, George? There's nothing wrong with my figure. Here, please, try them on. They may be the slightest bit small. Small? Oh, don't be silly. Well, I'll just slip into them. There, they fit perfectly. Yes, but wait till you get them up past your knees. <laughs> oh, oh, these are pretty snug. Well, I have a 32 waist. Uh, what size are these? 40, medium stout. <laughs> I don't believe it. Please, the costumer is always right. <laughs> Ridiculous. I, ha I have the same figure I had in college. You forgot your stomach, George. What stomach? <laughs> you look like a mantle on Christmas morning. Two lumpy stockings with a basketball on top. No way. Would you like to wear a suit of armor? Now you're talking. Where is it? Well, it's not all here. My son has the legs on his car. On his car? Yes. He wanted to have the fanciest twin pipes in town. <laughs> and I tell you what, if I can get the legs back, I'll bring the armor to the play tonight. Meanwhile, you'd better take along the tights. Here, I wrap them up for you. Well, all right, but, but you get the armor. Well, I'll try. Oh, here, you forgot the girdle. I'll just stuff it into your pocket. <laughs> Oh, that was a delicious dinner. I'll tell Katie you liked it. Well, have you any plans for tonight? Plans? Mm -hmm. No. No, I don't have any plans. Oh, I thought uh, maybe you'd like to go to that play the Young Matrons League is giving. <laughs> oh, whatever made you think that? Oh, I just thought you might. <laughs> well, uh, how about a movie tonight? The paper's in my coat pocket. I'll get it. No, dear, let me get it. You just sit still. Hmm, she's gone. I, I'd better duck out for the theater while I have a chance. Here's your coat, George. Where's the... George? George! 
Did you call Mrs. Cougar? I was looking for George. Where'd he go? Well, I heard someone go out the front door. That's funny. Well, now's my chance to get to the theater. Here, Katie, put this coat back, will you? Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's this he's got stuffed in his pocket? Well, what's the matter, Mrs. Cougar? George seems to be buying a new paper, the Evening Girdle. <laughs> my goodness, look at the size of that thing. Yes. Apparently, the evening girdle has a very large Sunday supplement. <laughs> what am I laughing at? My goodness, look at the size of that thing. What's it doing in his pocket? My goodness, look at the size of that thing. Oh, stop saying that. No wonder he ducked out of the door. He knew I'd find this. Well, I'm going to wait right here till he comes back and demand an explanation. But you have to get to the theater. Well, you tell him not to go to bed because when I come home, we're going to have this out. Put up with a lot, but this is the end. Oh, now I'm all upset. Katie, is my nose shiny? Katie, my nose. My goodness, look at the size of that thing. Katie! Curtain going up in five minutes. Five minutes. Curtain going up in five minutes. Mr. Lohai, I'm certainly glad you got here in time with this armor. How do I look in it? Your eyes are beautiful. My eyes. That's all I can see. <laughs> Put down the visor and let's see how it is. Oh, boy, sure is hot in here. Better with the visor up. Oh, here comes your wife. Uh-oh, she mustn't see me. Oh, Rodney, you're wearing armor instead of tights. How nice. Yes, I thought it looked sportier. You better open your visor on the stage. I can't hear a word you're saying. A chronophers and a parallel coming over to call Oh, well, that's much better. <laughs> we better tell them the plays in English. Ooh, Mrs. Cougar. Yes, Miss Worthingale. Ooh, I'm so excited. It's time for the curtain to go up. Now, let me get settled down here in front in the prompter's box. Well. Uh, uh, <laughs> everybody. Lady Alice, are you seated in the garden? Yes, Miss Worthingill. Uh, Sir Edward, are you waiting in the wings for your entrance? Yes, Miss Worthingill. Uh, good. Ring up the curtain. All right, all right. First line. Uh, hark, do I hear a footfall? Hark, do I hear a footfall? Methinks I hear the cat-like tread of my lover, Sir Edward. <laughs> Sir Edward needeth a grease job. <laughs> Cougar. Sir Edward, turn thy face from out the shadows. Lift thy visor and let me look upon the face of my beloved. When I look upon thy face, there is only one word that comes to my lips. George! <laughs> Edward, lift thy visor. Why, Lady Alice? George Cougar, what was that girdle doing in your pocket? What girdle? You know very well what girdle. Please, please, please. You are Lady Alice. Oh. Prithee, tell me, what news bringest thou from the king, you wormuth? <laughs> His majesty looketh with favor on our betrothal. I don't know what the heck is you are talking thing about. <laughs> Not much of it. Please, I mean, please. 
your responsibility. Please, please, read the lines of the play. Hark, hark, I hear approaching men. George Cougat, I will not go on with this play until you answer me. Hark, hark. Liz, are you out of your mind? Hark, hark. All right, now that's enough stalling. Let's have the truth. Hark, hark. Will someone throw that dame a fish? Don't you dare light that cigarette. They weren't invented yet. I don't understand this, Liz, but if you insist on making a public fight out of it, the least you can do is give me a cigarette. All right, here. Well, give it to me. I did. I stuck it in your visor. You did not. I did, too. I can see the smoke curling out of the top of your helmet. You can. Help! Help! I'm on fire! Oh, my play, my Help! This arm is filling up with smoke. Here's a bottle of seltzer. Here, you armor smoke ham. How are you coming, Liz? Fine. This is one time I'll bet you're glad I've had so much experience with a can opener. Hmm. Fine armor. It rusted into a one-piece suit. George, before I finish cutting you out of this sardine can, I want to ask you one thing. Hmm. Well, what is it? Are you sure you got that girdle from Mr. La Jolla? Uh, what happens if I say no? You're, you'll be going away for the winter. Where? The Smithsonian Institute. Liz, you're mean. Say, suppose I couldn't get you out of this armor. Oh, that would be awful. Yes, I'd have to kiss you through a straw. My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, was produced for broadcast in the Frankfurt studios of the American Forces Network Europe by Air Force Sergeant Dave Schofield. Specialist right about speaking. Join us next time for My Favorite Husband. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, it's a great way to get back at your wife for secretly joining a play by joining the same play. And all around, I thought this was a very funny episode. And currently, so far, it's my favorite. How about you?
And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google. We're also on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow we join Private Eye, George Valentine, and Let George Do It, and join us again next Tuesday for a new episode of My Favorite Husband. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off. <laughs>